Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards and come back to get free coins every four hours only at highfivecasino.com high five casino is a social casino no purchase necessary void were prohibited play responsibly terms and conditions apply see website for details at high the number five casino.com high five casino getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Live on a Friday into a Saturday, you heard it, it's Steve Cofield along with the one, the only, R.J. Bell. And in the wise guy chair, we have college specialist, and it's a good day for that because we have recap in the Big Ten. Also, huge card, huge card of college basketball tomorrow, Mr. Brad Powers. Showtime! Woo! That's some pressure. I gotta follow that, I gotta... Gonna follow Flair? Hey, listen, if you can't follow Flair, you might as well go home. <laughs> That's where the bar oh, is, baby. No. Well, speaking of uh, muscle and power, terrible segue, but Combine went down the last couple of days. It continues on Saturday, and one of the stars of the Combine, Workout Warrior. I think people expected big things from one Saquon Barkley. This is our Vegas lead. The Combine, Barkley blows everyone away with his physicality. And the Vegas lead makes sense because we know NFL is king. And, man, has that gotten to be the point even or the case even more so, right? Back even 10 years ago, NFL was king. (laughs) But when the NFL was over, you took a breath. Now it's, okay, we got the combine, live feeds, and then we've got free agency. You know, today they invited fans to come out at about noon to watch the bench press. And you could also watch the coin flip for the 9 and 10 pick between the Raiders and the Niners. I'm like, my God, the NFL is big. Let's go and see a coin flip. And you got to give them credit because, let's be candid, maybe even 10 years ago, the NFL was known as an old fogies kind of league, conservative, didn't want to change. You know, baseball too. And I think the NFL has been a good combination of being cautious. You know, they haven't done things... Uh, haphazardly, but they're not afraid to embrace where we are. And, and I think where we are is video and streams and kind of pulling back the curtain interests people, especially the hardcore fans, a ton. So I love the Combine for stories like 
Mike Mamula. Remember, he was the guy who just jumped up in the first round. Eagles took him. Workout warrior. You know, you get crazy teams like the old Raiders with Darius Hayward Bay goes out and runs a fast 40, and they're like, oh, my God, he's the ninth wide receiver to, like, the third. In the case of Barkley, he produced in college. Everyone knew about him. He's a known commodity, but he went out today, and the numbers were just incredible. First of all, six foot, 233 pounds. He's as big or bigger than every running back in the draft. We know he was super productive at Penn State. He runs a 4-4 in the 40, and then the strength, he does 225. He throws it up 29 times. So, so what do any of those numbers mean? Compared to some players in the past, we're not just talking running backs here, right, Brad? No, we're not. And you look at the bench press. So who's been the best offensive tackle in the NFL the last decade? Joe Thomas. I think that's fair. Joe Thomas at the combine when he was coming out did 28 reps at 225. Obviously, Saquon Barkley does 29. Uh, not, not just the strength, but also, I mean, the quickness, the 10-yard split. Barkley one five four on that. Deshaun Jackson, a very bursty type of guy, one five five. 40-yard dash, you already mentioned it. Barkley runs at 4-4. Devin Hester, considered probably the best return man in NFL history, ran a 4-4-3. And to top it off, if you're looking at the vertical jump, Barkley 41 inches. Julio Jones, probably the best wide receiver in the NFL, did 38.5 when he was at the Combine. Now, why does this matter? One, for how the top of the draft is going to play out and potential trades. And offshore, you can actually wager on the draft. You could wager on the Combine. There actually was... A prop up until I assume they pulled it today. Saquon Barkley, 40 versus Lamar Jackson, 40. But now Jackson is not going to run on Saturday. The quarterback from Louisville, so bet is off. Barkley was minus 200 to run a faster 40. I don't think that Lamar Jackson was like, ooh, I don't want to compete in this prop. I'm out. He's just decided not to run. Well, I, I think a concept that these guys are figuring out or their agents are figuring out is with a mystery you can dream on it, right? No one is ever as interesting. And that's why you think back a generation or two ago in Hollywood, you never, ever, never, never saw Robert De Niro on a talk show or Al Pacino. The big, big stars, you know, Springsteen, when when he when Springsteen played on Dave Letterman's last show at NBC, that was a humongous deal. Now, it doesn't matter... Lady Gaga, however, whoever the biggest of the big are, they're on TV constantly. And let's be candid, a guy, and, and again, I'm not trying to critique Brad Pitt in any particular way, but if Brad Pitt never talked except, if you never heard his voice except in the movies, you'd be thinking he's a lot cooler than after you've heard him talk. So in a way, <laughs> right or wrong. No. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. you, yeah. no, totally I mean right. let's be candid because when you hear them in a movie, they've yeah. spent ten million on the script, you know, hundred million on the visuals. So it humanizes people. And let's be candid. I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you have some girl from the past that you have as your platonic ideal in your mind. There's no one that's as interesting once you know them a year, at least on that kind of <laughs> dreamy way yeah. as someone who you just you know met three times but not saquon barkley well he's sexier than ever is that where you're going for well listen maybe if you're if you're able to be stronger <laughs> than joe thomas right and faster than some rod receiver maybe that's the one exception but in general whatever jackson put up as a time unless it was the fastest time in the history of the combine it probably is going to disappoint a little bit. 
Yeah, and why not wait a month for your pro day and run it in more Who's familiar... Who's to say he's even going to do that That's now, true. But, right? I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that? Because if you're going to run it in your pro day... To me, I never understood that. Let's say you're taking a friend of mine... Wow, it shows you I'm in my mid-40s. Friend <laughs> of mine has a kid who is getting ready for college. And... Oh, and <laughs> And she's actually borderline Ivy League, right? So, like, maybe Columbia, maybe not. Okay. She took her SAT like six times, right? which is what kids do nowadays. If you have a chance, if you run a, let's say, you know, what, what times is Jackson expected to run in the 40? Let's uh, say 4-4. Like, four, four. Yeah. Well, right. no, 4-4-5, four, 4-5. Four, five, four, five. All, right. All right. So, if he runs a 4-5-5 five, five once and a 4-4-2 four, four, once, they're going to remember the four four two. So to me, if you're going to run it, run it twice. They're going to think about your bet because you can say, "Oh yeah, the grass was slick" or whatever on the other one. But if you're not going to run the combine unless you're hurt, why not? Why run it in your pro day? It's a great question. That's Brad Powers, R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield, straight out of Vegas. Our Vegas lead the combine. Some of the numbers put up by Saquon Barkley, who we think is going to be a top five pick. So you and I discussed during the week. The odds for the number one overall pick. You threw me on the griddle, and I flopped around, and I had no answer. And then I finally came up with, you know what? I got to wait. I don't know. Because I don't know who the Browns may take. I don't know what they're interested in. They may trade out of the pick. Here are the odds. Sam Darnold, to go number one, is the favorite, plus 175. He's the quarterback from USC. UCLA quarterback, Josh Rosen, plus 285. Third choice, Barkley, Penn State running back, plus 425. Josh Allen, Wyoming, plus 650. He's a quarterback. Baker Mayfield, quarterback, Oklahoma. 10 to 1. Field, any other player slips in ahead of those five, 5 to 1. Let's go back to the idea of mystery. Is I think this Josh Allen might be a surprise. One, it seems like a lesson learned from the Browns is physical stature matters for some in a quarterback especially in cold weather, and Colin Cowherd has talked about this at length, is the idea of a small guy like McCoy or whatever doesn't work in Cleveland, right? Well, Josh Allen, fairly big, right? He's massive. Yeah. yeah. He's the biggest guy. So, and then the narrative has come out today that apparently he can throw the ball 90 yards. <laughs> now think about that a second. And I, you know, I tell you, I was on with, uh, I do Mark Malone every week on Fridays and, you know, former Steeler quarterback. I asked him today how far he could throw. He said about 85 yards. Now, <laughs> I got to be honest, and, and maybe I'm having some kind of like bad memory, but usually like. What I, did you say at that point as a Steeler fan? It, You're like, you couldn't beat out Cliff Stout, Mark. He did for a while. But, you know, he, that was another example of the mystery, right? Because if I remember right, Stout was there. Right, and then they were saying Malone, 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 and then when Malone got in, they're saying Bobby Brister, right. Bobby Brister. <laughs> so you, you know, mystery is the, it's the second the backup quarterback's always the most popular guy in town, right? If the team isn't winning, it does kind of make sense with Mark Malone because he is a gigantic guy and he was like that. He's like a Tom Selleck looking dude at six five. So well, bad, like back then, physical stature mattered. You look at him, you're like, ooh, he looks like a quarterback. You know what's funny is he actually he used to be co-host with Donovan McNabb. He actually, Malone ran a faster 40 than McNabb oh, right, really? back in the day. And Malone actually had the longest Steelers TD 
reception for like 40 years. Recently, it was he had a 90-yard reception as a receiver. Wow. So obviously a great athlete. But listen, let's get into reality here. Is If I remember some of these Hail Marys <laughs> that we all kind of glorify, usually if the guy's thrown from their own 40, so which means 60 yards of the end zone, they have trouble getting it there. Yeah. So the idea that, that one guy can throw like 30 yards more <laughs> than like – Aaron Rodgers? Does that make sense, Brad? No, it doesn't. But I go back to... The- but what I'm saying is, that if they're saying it, yeah. this guy must be able to do it. So it feels like at what, plus 650, Steve? For Josh Allen, yep, he's the fourth choice at plus 650. And it goes into that, the mystery, the, the sexiness of mystery. And I think another example of that, beyond backup quarterbacks and online dating, is, <laughs> is NBA draft. Right, you got the guy with the YouTube video, and all you you see him playing against like folding chairs, right, doing moves, or there's he's slamming over guys, but you're not sure if they're five eleven or not. Those guys tend to get drafted third or fourth. But the guy that spent three years at Duke, he's well, tapped out. Yeah, well, that or, or you can say you can say, hey, remember second half at one time against right. Wake Forest, he didn't play hard for five minutes. The, the more details you have about people, the easier it is to find doubts. When you have a big empty space, now you can start to dream on it. So I'll ask you guys, would you jump on 425 as value plus 425 on Barkley based on these workouts that someone's going to go crazy, try to move up to one, or the Browns just may lose their mind and pick a running back number one? I wouldn't because I don't believe it's all. I think the odds of Barkley not being there at four are slim, meaning being picked one, two, or three. And especially if the Browns don't pick him at one, that means it's only two and three they have to get past. So I don't know if the Browns trade one for a quarterback or take a quarterback. But remember, we all are fighting the last war, right? And what is the last war for the Browns is they passed on Carson Wentz. I mean, how much would they... if, If there was a redraft right now, if there was a redraft... Carson Wentz would go one. They passed on Carson Wentz, and they followed by passing on Deshaun Deshaun Watson Watson. back-to-back years. Yeah, but Watson went in the teens. So you can always, you can talk about passing on Tom Brady as the number one pick, right? But that wasn't a mistake. No, the Browns had other picks in the first round. Before before 11? Yes. I don't think so. They they traded back, didn't they? Yeah, they traded back. Twice. Yeah, we'll check it during the break. Yeah, they had the pick and traded out of that pick. Fair enough. So either, if and thus that point even makes the general point more strongly, is I I can't fathom, unless they sign a free agent quarterback, obviously, I can't fathom they don't take a quarterback at number one, the Browns. We turn our attention to college hoops. We got a little crossfire about the Big Ten tournament being in New York, and tonight was a crazy night. It sets up a crazy weekend in the Big Ten, and we got all the Saturday games to break down right here, straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Back here on Fox Sports Radio, you got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings. And with all the taste and half the calories, you can eat twice as many at Hooters straight out of Vegas. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell, Brad Powers is me, in the wise guys chair. Let me ask you a question, Cofield. So you do 15 hours of local radio here in Vegas, probably the most popular show in town, is if you are doing a food read like that... Uh. Your co-host is like a big guy. Yes. I mean, 300 plus. They're all big guys. I only bring in big guys to co-host. It slims me. 
<laughs> Actually, our backup host is probably 290. But do you purposely, like, would you ever do a food read or would you make sure he did the food read? Because no, it, it would seem more legitimate. Uh, no, I always do the food read because I can get a good growl in there, which makes me sound kind of fat and almost uh, lustful over the food. It works. <laughs> Th that's natural, though. The lot totally. of food. With those smoked wings, I was like, yeah, half the calories. We, do it. We do have some breaking news on the Browns draft <laughs> from last year. Well, we had a brain fart. You know, we couldn't remember things immediately. But you, you and I, Brad, were both saying to RJ that Carson Wentz was passed on by the Browns, but so was Deshaun Watson. RJ was asking us, hey, what, what do you mean? What pick? It was actually the 12th pick that Houston used. To take Watson, that was the Browns pick. They traded back to 25. So you can very explicitly say <laughs> the Browns passed on Watson. But the great thing going into this draft, the web of lies, the season of lies has begun. And John Dorsey's like, yeah, we'll trade the number one pick. There's other leaks out there that John Dorsey, the GM, doesn't like any of the quarterbacks in this draft. And then the Giants followed well, up this well, week well, and they're like, quarterback? we love Eli Manning so much that we're going to go with Manning and Davis Webb moving forward. So they're all playing games with the one and two pick already. Well, you never know if the Browns are playing games or if they're, you know, the Browns could come in and say they're selling the team for 10,000 bucks. You wouldn't know if it's true or not. Let's be honest. But here's what I'm going to say about quarterbacks. I, I'm always skeptical if someone acts like they can do a job that brilliant people likely are doing better, right? It's like on Jeopardy. Everyone thinks they can beat the guys on Jeopardy. But then you you actually look at Jeopardy, almost everyone's pressing that button every time. Or you're on your couch three three heartbeats <laughs> later saying it, thinking, oh, yeah, I, I would have gotten that one, right? And mispronouncing the names and such. I was on uh, radio in Houston today, and the two guys, and I love these guys, but the two guys said they could be a better GM than the Texans GM. I mean, they were 100 one. 100% serious. <laughs> I mean, there was no debate that they were serious. And the Texans? Yeah. So I'm skeptical. So yeah. what I'm going to do is say something that seems obvious to me, but I'm going to say it with the caveat, I'm not sure I'm right. And here's what seems obvious to me. Name me quarterbacks that are the, the, the best of the best, where let's say top five in the NFL and over the last 10 years. So there's going to be maybe, what, 10 of them at some point? Because obviously Brady's been there the whole time. Big Ben's probably been there the whole time. And then, you know, Peyton Manning was. Now he's not, obviously, et cetera. And amongst those, I would say 75% of them are probably their most differentiated quality is their work ethic. Like, whatever you say about Tom Brady, what he's probably the, the best at is his work ethic. Yeah, Peyton Manning was tall, but his work ethic. And... It strikes me you could say the same about Drew Brees. Now, Big Ben, probably not as much, but Big Ben is a physical freak, right? And Aaron Rodgers, he has a reputation of not being a grinder like that. But do we really know he's not? So I'm not sure about that one. But what I know is that unequivocally, three of the best quarterbacks of the best five of the last decade are Brees, Manning, and Brady. And it's all been work ethic with those guys, you know, watching tape in May, you know, for 10 hours. It just seems like whenever they're grading these quarterbacks, the work ethic is, isn't front and center. That people fall in love with the physicality. And, I, and listen, you know, Malcolm Gladwell, 
wrote uh, a couple of good books, Tipping Points One, Outliers is the other one. And in Outliers, he made Gladwell a, a powerful point, is most uh, high-challenging, aspirational-type tasks, like being an NFL quarterback, has a basement where if you don't have a certain, let's say, physicality to that basement, um, at least past that level, you can't do it, right? If you're five six and you run a 6.040, doesn't matter how hard you work, Rudy or not, you're not going to be a quarterback in the NFL. But once you get past that basement, the incremental gain after that on that for that physical attribute is small, and then the other attributes come in. So I get it. If a guy doesn't have the physical skills, it doesn't matter how hard he works. But once you get past that threshold that he could be an NFL quarterback— do you guys agree that work ethic is the number one factor and it doesn't seem to be drafted? Because Watson's a good example. Watson's physical physical skills, it would seem, were graded well below at, you know, below a first pick in the draft, let's say, or a second pick in the draft. Or he would have been picked first or second. I think there were doubts about his size. That's the physical you know, he's, he's part. Not, he's not a six five dude. That's the physical but, part. But character wise, like work ethic wise, I think people were confident that he had those goods. I'll give you. I'll so give why you didn't he? Why didn't he go number one then? That's, that's my cr- point. Yeah. Right. I think mostly because of his size, because he didn't have the measurables. But yeah, I'll give you, knee I'll, injury concerns too. That too. I'll give you. So I'll, back to the physical. So yeah. I'll give you how hard it is to predict the work ethic part, because I'll give you three guys physically who match up. Uh, one, believe it or not, Deshaun Kaiser physically does have the goods. He's six four, two hundred thirty three pounds with a strong arm. But we saw last year. When faced with adversity, he wilted. He loses his job. He gets it back. Faced and then he, with adversity, and then he, meaning there's a defense on the field? No, no, <laughs> that he lost his job. And then he's about to get it back. But he never he, played well and at then all. He's, and then he's jerking around. I'll give you another example. Ryan Mallett is a, I mean, he's a giant. He's 6'7", 230 You're making pounds. my point. Right. I'm just, I'm giving the audience the examples here. Yeah. But who picked Ryan Mallett? The best in the game. He was, what, a third-round pick of Belichick? Belichick missed on Mallet. Mallet goes to Houston. He can't even show up on time. He's like, oh, my phone alarm didn't work. Like, you're going to lead a franchise like that? And the other guy, I'll give you another one. Who should know quarterbacks better than anyone else, RJ? John Elway. He picked Paxton Lynch. Two years into his career, we're hearing from people who played the game around the Broncos, and they're like, Paxton Lynch likes playing video games more than studying the playbook. How do you miss on that? And he was a first-round pick. And Jerry Jones wanted him, too. Well, I... I let me clarify what you said, because I agree, but I want to clarify. You said it's hard to predict work ethic. I think it's easy to predict work ethic with the rarest of the rare high work ethic people. Right. Meaning if you've got it, it's obvious, but only a few have it. Amongst the, the bigger universe of quarterbacks that don't have it, that as obviously, yeah. some will and some won't. So it strikes me if you have a guy like Watson who maybe you can question the physical, maybe his knee's a little, maybe he's a little small, right? But if you know he's a team leader, one of those four, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon in May type guys with the film, I think you go with them. Now, eventually those guys run out pretty quick. The guys with the work ethic and even the minimum physical skills. If you're drafted in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, you know, Brady, you might have knew about his work ethic, but did he even have that work ethic then, right? Because Brady, you would make the case, was uncertain because when you look at his picture at the combine, he didn't look like a he guy that was hanging and banging, as Hawk would say. Yeah, he wasn't lifting to overcome the uh, the challenge in college of Drew Henson. 
So, but that's an example of uncertain work ethic that evolved into great work ethic. But if you can define or identify that work ethic coming out of college, I think you draft those guys as, you know, you gobble those up if you can. Without question. So a reminder again, while we're hitting this uh, great workout by Saquon Barkley, number one pick odds offshore. Sam Darnold is the favorite at plus 175. Let's turn our attention to Big Ten basketball in New York. We've been saying for a while, at least Brad had, he, uh, Brad has, he's the college basketball expert, fade, 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 Michigan State. But it's amazing because they never lose, but they're also have, they've really struggled against the spread and what happened tonight. Well, the true to form for Michigan State, once again, they won 13 straight wins now for the Spartans. They survived Wisconsin second time in five days. They survived Wisconsin. They're laying double digits. The Spartans are. And Michigan State only wins by three. So let's break it down. 13 straight wins for Michigan State. But in their last 11 games, Michigan State's only covered the spread twice. What's the, the reasoning behind it? Number one, the markets aren't adjusting too much because they continue to win games and they're still right there in the top two of the polls. And the second, and I think the most pertinent reason why Michigan State's not covering spreads is this is a distracted team, particularly their head coach, Tom Izzo, with all these allegations surrounding them. So, I mean, Michigan State moving forward, we've been saying it for weeks, uh, overrated in the marketplace. Yeah, and again, the truth is is always profound. Keep saying it, baby. And you have been on it for over a month, Brad. But, boy, I, I think we've got a compound effect here, guys. We've got the uh, gymnast uh, controversy and obviously a major distraction. Now you've got the you know potential payments and the different corruption things in college. And if you look at Izzo up there, I mean, he looks like, <laughs> I made this joke earlier, I think with you, Cofield, is he looks like the president on an Independence Day when the aliens have invaded, and there's like no way to win, it would seem. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen a coach that beat down. He's admitted to it. He said, well, he doesn't, how, how can you deny yeah. it? And, and he looks it. He said it again tonight. He, he kind of dropped his head, and he's like, can we just have questions about basketball, please? No, we can't. It's going to keep going on and on. And on. We'll address the uh, future number because it hasn't really changed on Michigan State and if there's any value on the national title number. But first, Ralph Irvin with the latest. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. And we go to the NBA where it was a busy night and a good one for Golden State as they won their fifth straight 114-109 at Atlanta. Denver maintains the number eight slot in the Western Conference with their 108-102 win over Memphis. The Grizzlies have lost 12 straight games. Philadelphia gets 23 points, 14 rebounds from Joel Embiid. They beat Charlotte 110-99. Orlando wins their seven-game losing streak with an overtime 115-106 win over the Detroit Pistons. Toronto's won 10 of 11, winning in Washington 102-95. Russell Westbrook, 43 points, 14 rebounds, as Oklahoma City was a 124-116 winner in Phoenix. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience and gentlemen you were talking about the nfl draft and one thing that happened today was the coin toss to determine the ninth and tenth picks between the raiders and 49ers and you talk about prop bet odds diamond sports international had a prop bet with the raiders at minus 130 and san francisco at plus 100 on a 50 50 coin toss the niners did win the toss and we'll draft at number nine you have the plus you have the plus number right ralph you have the niners of course go with the value play Oh, he's the way. Hey, he learned it from the show. 50 50, you got plus 110, of course. You got to go with it. But now we know who's buying us dinner next time we're in LA. Ralph, you're on the hook. Sorry, brother. You gotta oh, okay. When you tell these stories, say you lost. 
<laughs> we'll pick up hey the now. tab. RJ's gotcha. Uh, so we were talking about Michigan State, 11 and a half point favorites in the Big Ten tournament in New York, uh, beating Wisconsin 63-60. Now 2-8-1 against the spread, uh, last 11. But they have won 13 straight. They're still 5.5 or 6-1 to one Michigan State is to win the national title. That's not a good bet right now. No, absolutely not on so many levels. In fact, if I could bet the other side and say, no, Michigan State will not win the national title, I would wager that bet. And I still love the theory you brought out about four weeks ago that the committee, you know, they can talk about blind resumes. They're going to look at Michigan State and go, hmm, this matchup's really tough. This one's tough. If they're whatever they are, the the three, they're going to get the worst you know, or the best 14. They're going to make it tough. Well, the premise is that every round Michigan State wins is another chance for the mainstream news and the major sports outlets to talk about all the controversy and especially the gymnastics controversy because there's a lot of schools involved with the corruption, right? The gymnastics is one, and I just like a Wichita State, how do they set up a Wichita State? Um, well, you make the number eight team. Yeah, you give them the number one, because you can't deny it, and then you make the number eight, oh, Kentucky is eight. <laughs> well, I think you're going to see some Kentucky types in Michigan State's draw. So out of the Big Ten results tonight, you think Michigan State overrated. Underrated, the rival in state, Michigan is playing outstanding basketball, laying five, just destroyed a surging at least ATS team in Nebraska. Surging, to say the least. The Michigan, the team they beat today, Michigan, Nebraska. Nebraska came into today's game 18-2 and against the spread. One of the best runs I've ever seen out of a Power 5 team. Michigan absolutely crushed them. And Michigan relied on their defense once again. And you look at Michigan the last 10 years, known for an offensive team under John Beeline. By far, this Michigan team has his best defense. Top 10 in the country. You look Blind resume, look at Michigan since the start of December. 19-4 and four straight up. Two of those losses last second. Uh, to Purdue, a top-five team. They won on the road in East Lansing against Michigan State. This Michigan team surging. And also John Beeline, not Tom Izzo, not Coach K, not Roy Williams. Best ATS mark out of any coach as far as postseason goes. In his career. In his career. So the Michigan coach, of all coaches that are active? With a big sample size, he's now 55-31. and 31. And what's the sample size threshold you're using? Uh, 20 games. Okay. So two questions. I'm R.J. Bell. We're talking with Brad Powers, Steve Cofield, traffic copping all the action. Square chair. The square chair, too. You, you've been a little sharper today. I'm going to, you know, thumbs up. It, <laughs> you haven't bragged about your, your, your $10 ticket on Arizona yet. I want a big discussion on that tomorrow. <laughs> he wants a whole segment on <laughs> it. I'm, I'm actually, I've got a whole thing lined up for hedging during the NCAA tournament. I got to oh, run by okay. you guys. Okay, Fez, yeah. Fezzik tomorrow. Remember, guys, straight out of Vegas. Friday nights, 11 to midnight Pacific. And Saturday night, we need an extra hour for all the action, 10 to midnight. All right, Brad, first question to you. On our podcast, you were going to give a future bet, and we got so busy we forgot about it. Why don't you give a little bonus best bet? In the next segment, we have your Saturday best bet. Let's do a bonus best bet now. Give us that future bet if you still like it. Uh, I do not still like it because I think a lot of people listen to it, RJ, or at least... Well, they, they didn't they, listen because we didn't say it. 
Well, that's true. <laughs> Dang. Well, He's taking credit yeah, for mentally thinking something. Yeah. Wow. But Michigan was, <laughs> Michigan was the best. That, that is the, power. The yeah, special that. listeners out there who yeah. have that gift of mental telepathy who can connect with Brad. Well, I was trying to get in front of a Michigan. I expected a deep turning, tournament run for Michigan in this tournament. Michigan was 40-1 to 1 when we taped the podcast on Tuesday. Now Michigan in some spots as low as like 25-1, to 20-1. to 1. So not as much value now on Michigan in the futures market. And it shows you guys, when you're betting, you're not betting teams. You're betting numbers, at least if you're betting like a professional. If you want to check out that podcast, it comes out every Wednesday in the AM. Just search for RJ Bell on any of your podcast players. Also, Cofield and I do Don't Bet On It. Every Friday, it comes out in the AM, which we take the hottest takes of the week and give the Vegas verdict on them. We actually gave the biggest thumbs up to the week on a Colin Cowherd hot take about LeBron. I thought it was brilliant. We'll probably talk about that a little bit and maybe even play the sound on it tomorrow night. It was one of the best I've ever heard from Mr. Cowherd. Yes, and he's one of the best in the business. The other half of the quarterfinals in the Big Ten. You know what some would say? I'm already a multi-millionaire! He's <laughs> <It's> pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Penn State takes out Ohio State, 69-68. Penn State was a five-and-a-half-point dog. What's the conclusion on this one? Well, here's one thing. I think we have an overhyped statement here, and you're going to hear this a lot because it's conference tournament week. It's tough to beat a team three times in a season. You're going to hear that from a lot of the media types. The reality is here in Vegas, that we don't consider that as far as we being the professional betters. Let's face it. If you've already beat a team twice, just frankly, A, you're probably better than that team. Or B, maybe it's a matchup issue that you have an, an advantage over that other team. And Penn State had no problem once again beating Ohio State for the third time this season. Exceeded expectations, Vegas expectations, in those three games by 40-plus points. They beat Ohio State for the third time. Increased their chances of getting an NCAA at-large berth. You know, great point, because there's nothing better to debunk than the old wise tales that non-gamblers are losing gamblers tend to use as cliches, like, all oh, they're due, right? <laughs> and if you have a team that's played twice and you've beat them, now listen, break the game down. Sometimes scores are deceiving. We talk about that all the time. Sometimes there was bad situations for the team that lost. But if there was genu genuine domination, the third time, now, here's the thing you got to be careful of. If the market, if the betters are seeing that domination and saying, well, I expect it to continue, well, that team that won twice could get very expensive in that third matchup. And you got to be careful of that. But if they're not expensive and you think the domination was legit, well, why wouldn't it have a better chance to continue than not? And Penn State was not expensive. In fact, the market was buying Ohio State today. Buckeyes open three and a half point favorites, bet up to five and a half. Everyone was banking on Ohio State breaking that two game losing streak to Penn State. Speaking of the market, we've been talking for a couple weeks now about Nebraska's amazing against the spread streak. But we had also been talking about that for a significant chunk of that, the, the professional batters, the wise guys, the sharps, have been fading this Nebraska streak. Like they were skeptics of Nebraska. Last game or two, how's the market action been on Nebraska? 
Uh, been less. In fact, no, less than less what? Mo- less money against Nebraska. But still not on Nebraska. Not on Nebraska. Maybe slightly today, and I think it was more the fact that Michigan was coming off an overtime game yesterday. Nebraska had a rest advantage only by about a half point. The line went from Nebraska a four and a half point underdog to Nebraska being a four point underdog. Not a lot of action on Nebraska. So for a long time during this amazing streak, and it's now 18 and two? 18 and three. 18 and three against the spread. Nebraska, amazing. But for a big chunk of this streak, the pros have been betting against fading Nebraska and today neutral. The nightcap in the Big Ten tournament, Purdue. You've warned us about Purdue come postseason time, especially the NCAA tournament. And I wonder if this is. So when you say warn, warn as in. That they are not a great bet in the postseason, especially to move far into the NCAA tournament. They're a 10 to 1. Purdue is 10 to 1 on the title board. Matt Painter has never advanced with this club to the Elite Eight. So tonight, it's three against 14. They struggle down to the final 30 seconds against Rutgers. 82 75 final lay in 15 and a half. And not, not a good look for Purdue. And they're playing a Rutgers team, not just the 14th seed, but a Rutgers team playing their third game in three days. Purdue playing their first game. Now, I will say Rutgers was living off a lot of emotion mm-hmm. the, the last three days. They're playing, they're the team that, that has the home court advantage with it being in Madison Square Garden. So, I mean, I'm not overly concerned just because of today's game. But this is a Purdue team that's only covered one game in their last 10. They've gotten pricey because of that 19-game winning streak. And there is a ceiling for Purdue. Reason being, they got a lot of upperclassmen, and it's great to have experience. But the thinking behind that is, this time of year, is you don't have the growth of a Kentucky. And we'll be talking about Kentucky later in the show, that Kentucky's showing. They're taking it to the next level. Those freshmen are getting better. Purdue's really not. They're you know just staying the form. And that's going to be a reoccurring concept, Brad, as you know. The young teams, if you blend their season stats, they can be deceiving, especially the young teams that are trending upwards because a freshman is going to have a steeper learning curve, is going to improve more, a good freshman, than a good senior, let's say. And with the more experienced teams, yeah, that can be many benefits of that. But chances are you're not going to see the same trend line, and thus you can look at the season-long stats and trust them a little bit more. Absolutely. Purdue with 13 threes in winning by seven. They shot the hell out of the ball in the second half. And it's still easy to not, to not cover the spread by a significant margin. Still was nip and tuck. Tomorrow's game, no no line on that yet. I'm expecting Purdue to come in about a six-point favorite there. I'm going to lean with Penn State, a team that nearly beat Purdue at Purdue just about two weeks ago. We'll give you another Big Ten play on the way back. And Brad Powers' best bet of the Saturday slate. Start out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! It's straight out of Vegas, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more. On car insurance, Steve Cofield, R.J. Bell, in the wise guy's chair. It's Brad Powers. Best bet coming up here in less than three minutes. Let's uh, fire on, first of all, big rivalry game. North Carolina getting seven against Duke. A different Duke team versus what they were doing, at least defensively, middle of the season, beginning of the season. And that's where the value in this Duke-North Carolina game, in my opinion, for tomorrow's game is the total, not necessarily the side, and the total right now for Duke, North Carolina is 162. I'm going, I'm leaning with the under here, and here's why. Duke, so real quick, did we hear the spread? 
Yeah, seven. 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 Okay. Yep, seven, seven point spread here. Lean North Carolina slightly there, but I'm going with the under as my preferred lean in this game. Main reason Duke in the last five games switched up to a zone defense. Incredible results. The under has cashed five straight games by 29 points per game. Basically, the markets can't catch up to Duke's improved defense. That'll be the case again here, leaning under 162, Duke, North Carolina. So, Brad, we talked about this trend of low scoring in Duke games on the Dream Preview podcast. Uh, when it comes to the total, which obviously wasn't out when we taped that a few days ago, did the total come in about what you expected? And what's the early money been? About two points higher than I expected. I was expecting 160. Which is good if you like yes, the under. Absolutely, it does. But uh, early betting, uh, just slight, uh, got bet up initially, 161.5 to 164, and now it's starting to drop down to 162. And remember, you can get all of our podcasts if you follow me on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at RJ in Vegas. Big 10 quarters. Again, Michigan State struggles. They win. Laying 11.5, only win by three. Michigan, laying five, crushes Nebraska. The number is out. What do you have it at? I saw it as a pick 'em. You saw a pick 'em? I didn't see anything yet on okay. this one. I think that was uh, one site had just a mistake. Maybe a look there. ahead line? Yes. Okay. Uh, what do you think it'll be? I, Michigan State's going to be favored by three or four points okay. in this one. I'm going to lean with Michigan. I'm going to ride the hot hand with the. I think the Spartans have obviously been running out of gas here, and I think Michigan's the one team that can play catch up to them and really make them pay for it. Michigan already won in East Lansing. And I think Michigan's the fresher team here. Give me the, the Wolverines. Do you think there's points. value on Michigan State on Saturdays, too? Is the sample big enough? A sample. Big Saturdays, enough. they're 0-6 oh, against absolutely. the spread because the public loves to play and Michigan State. the thing State. behind this, I used this last week, uh, you know, very public team, Duke, Michigan State, Kansas, North Carolina. It's Saturday's the day the public bets more than any other day of the week. Michigan State, a very public team. Pricey on Saturdays, 0-6 against the spread their last six Saturdays. Best bet time. NC State is laying three against Louisville. And this is just strictly a play against Louisville. I'm taking NC State minus three as my best bet. Louisville, the other night, in case you missed it, maybe the most heartbreaking loss any team's had this year. They are beating Virginia, the number one team in the country. By two. They're leading by two. They have the ball with one second left. All they have to do is inbounds it. They tra- a traveling is called on the inbounds pass. Virginia gets the ball, hits it three. Louisville, I don't think, can rebound from that loss. NC State at home on senior night, big night game for them. Give me the Wolfpack minus three best bet. Rapid fire. Two more plays. Three weeks ago, you said Kentucky. Kentucky. Underrated. Has the market corrected? They're plus four at Florida. Not enough yet. Kentucky's won and covered four straight by an average of 13 points per game. I got revenge against Florida. Give me Kentucky plus four at Florida. Notre Dame's playing Virginia. Nine and a half. The total's 120. We've all been waiting for Bonzi Colson to come back. What does that mean? I think everyone's been waiting for it, and they've upgraded Notre Dame too much. He's still not 100%. Bonzi Colson only played about 20 minutes in their last game against Pittsburgh. Therefore, I think there's value on Virginia. Give me Virginia minus nine and a half over Notre Dame. The total, 120. Ooh, that's low. Uh, <laughs> maybe a little over. Lean over. All right. We got Jonas Knox on the way. Two hours tomorrow, straight out of Vegas. I hope you're here. I know you're not feeling well, RJ, so I hope you fight through it because I also want to hear some of your Oscar picks. You've got a 29-0 trend. We are out of here. We'll get to that tomorrow. We'll see you straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 
The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcast. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.